Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of John. Today is episode 136. We're reading John chapter 10, verses 31 through 39. Jesus is at the temple. It was the festival of dedication, Hanukkah, and he has uh, said, I and the Father are one, which leads into our passage today. So let's read the passage, John 10, 31 through 39. Again, the Jews picked up rocks to stone him. Jesus replied, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these works are you stoning me? We aren't stoning you for a good work, the Jews answered, but for blasphemy, because you being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, Isn't it written in your law? I said you are gods. If he called those whom the word of God came to gods, and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say you are blaspheming to the one the Father set apart and sent into the world, because I said, I am the Son of God? If I'm not doing my Father's works, don't believe me. But if I am doing them, and you don't believe me, believe the works. This way you will know and understand that the Father is in me, and I in the Father. Then they were trying again to seize him, but he eluded their grasp. Well, Jesus was at the festival of dedication, Hanukkah. He was walking in Solomon's colonnade, a covered walkway surrounding the temple area. And the Jews pressed upon him. They surrounded him and were demanding, basically, uh, tell us plainly, are you the Messiah? And he said, well, I did tell you, but you don't believe me. And then he says, uh, I and the Father are one. This really bothered them. So, verse 31, again, the Jews picked up rocks to stone him. Well, keyword there, again. This isn't the first time this has happened. So, the Jews were ready to kill him again because, in their mind, he is committing blasphemy. Now, Leviticus 24.16 says the penalty for blasphemy is stoning. So, in their mind, they're justified in doing this. However, the law also provides a, a process. You don't just uh, gather a mob together and say, this guy's guilty, let's kill him. You're supposed to actually have a trial. But they're pretty caught up in the moment, and they're ready to stone him. But Jesus is calm here. He doesn't run away. He doesn't panic. And it sounds just very, very calm. Where Verse 32, Jesus replied, I've shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these works are you stoning me? Uh, notice he doesn't just say works of the Father, but good works of the Father. I've done a lot of things here. Which one of the good things that I've done is it that you've decided deserve my death? Their response in verse 33, we aren't stoning you for a good work, the Jews answered, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself God. Now this is interesting. They are actually getting what he's saying here, because yes, that is what he is doing. So it shows that they, they actually do get it to a certain extent. And were this any run-of-the-mill circumstance, well, it would be about blasphemy. But they haven't actually considered, at least this group, is what he's saying actually true? Is he the Son of God? Is he and the Father one? So that would make all the difference in the world, because if what he's saying is actually 
true, then rather than stoning him, you should be worshiping him. Jesus answered them, verse 34, Isn't it written in your law? I said you are gods. So when he says law here, usually we think of the first few books of the Old Testament where the, the law of Mount Sinai is given. But sometimes uh, law can be used just uh, figuratively to mean the whole Old Testament because he's actually referring to Psalm 82 here. And in Psalm 82, this is some harsh words being given to the judges of the Israelites, the judges who pronounce judgment on things. So this is a psalm of Asaph. God stands in the divine assembly. He pronounces judgment among the gods. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Selah. Provide justice for the needy and the fatherless. Uphold the rights of the oppressed and the destitute. Rescue the poor and needy. Save them from the power of the wicked. They do not know or understand. They wander in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I said you are gods. You are all sons of the Most High. However, you will die like humans and fall like any other ruler. Rise up, God. Judge the earth, for all the nations belong to you. Okay, this is a, a tough psalm to understand because it's using God in two ways. God, the divine one, God, heaven and earth, but then also God's, and in our Bibles, it's God's little g, but there is no capital and lowercase in the Hebrew, so the context has to drive it. But here, God himself is referring to the, the judges of Israel as God's. And the point being that the incredible power, the high office that they hold and the, the God-appointed office that they hold is, you know, puts them in effect of, of gods over people. And, and so referring to them as gods, it's not calling them supernatural, supreme, divine beings. It's just elevating them to such a high position. And the challenge is, uh, this is the way the office you guys hold, but you're not doing it. You're not doing it from a, a, a position of compassion, of trying to do it for the people. You're just ruling and making rules. And so this is what Jesus is quoting. So Jesus says, isn't it written in your law? I said you are gods. Well, it does say that in Psalm 82. In verse 35, if he called those whom the word of God came to gods, and the scripture cannot be broken. Do you say you are blaspheming to the one the Father set apart and sent into the world because I said I am the Son of God? So his point being, if you take these judges in the Old Testament who God is chastising and called them gods, if, if you can call them gods and you can't say it's wrong because it's in the Bible, then how is it you're accusing me of blaspheming for say that I am the Son of God, since I actually am the Son of God. I am the one the Father set apart and sent into the world. So the fact that I, the Son of God, am saying I am the Son of God, how can you call that blasphemy when the Word of God calls people who were given the Word of God, gods? Now, interesting thing here, he says, I said, because I said I am the Son of God. Well, he hadn't actually said that. At least we don't read that. He didn't say, has not said, I am the Son of God. 
Many times, though, he said, I'm the son, and he's all the time calling God his father. So it does go together. So, And, and he may have actually said it. It didn't get recorded in, in John's gospel. But he is calling himself here the son of God. Then he goes on, verse 37. If I'm not doing my father's works, don't believe me. But if I am doing them, and you don't believe me, believe the works. So he's challenged them to look at the evidence. Look at what is going on right before you. Then he says, this way you will know and understand that the Father is in me and I in the Father. So the the challenge here, look at what you see. Look at the evidence. Look at what's going on. What I am doing cannot be done by a regular person, a normal person, someone who is not the Son of God. Look at the evidence that I am the Son of God. And his phrase, this way you will know and understand. This is the same verb with two, in two different tenses here. They're, they're both the verb genosko, which means to know. The first one is a, a subjunctive aorist uh, tense, and the, the second one is a, a subjunctive present active tense. So the first one essentially would be translated come to know, and the second one keep on knowing. So this way, if you believe the works, you will come to know and keep on knowing that the Father is in me and I in the Father. So uh, the, to put it in English, they say know and understand. Well, this doesn't seem to satisfy them. Verse 39, then they were trying again to seize him, but he eluded their grasp. Doesn't say how. Doesn't say how he gets away from them. Doesn't say he struck them blind. or It just says he eluded their grasp. And, and that's not the important part. The important part is it is not yet his time. And so how many times have people tried to grab him, stone him, kill him, arrest him, and they have not been able to because it's not the time for it. Now, here before, in verse 31, it says they're picking up rocks to stone him. But then he starts talking to them, and now, verse 39, they're trying to seize him. Now, are they trying to arrest him, to take him before the authorities, or are they just grabbing him to take him outside of Solomon's colonnade to stone him in a, a more convenient spot? Don't know. whole point is that they are unconvinced, and they still believe that he is a blasphemer. And eventually, that's what the Jewish leaders will have him executed for is claiming to be the Son of God. So it's still the, the central question, who is Jesus? Who do you say Jesus is? Is he just a good man, just a moral teacher, or is he the Son of God? I certainly hope that since you're listening to this podcast, you do say he's the Son of God. But it's something to remember as we talk to others. What do they think about Jesus? Do they understand he is the Son of God? He is the Savior. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of John.